Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Wednesday, April 6th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. Today's podcast is a bit personal and a bit stream of consciousness. Admittedly, I will say that up front. And the reason is it's pretty much based on something that happened to me recently. And what happened was one of the listeners to my podcast, who obviously enjoys listening, sent a link to one of the podcasts to a producer of a conservative talk radio station in a pretty major city in the United States, recommending to the producer that he listened to the podcast because my listener feels that I should be on radio somewhere. The producer, before listening to my podcast, asked one question, and the question he asked was, is she funny? Is she funny? The next day, my listener got an email back from the producer saying thank you that he had listened, but that my podcasting didn't fit into their model. Obviously, their model is somewhat humorous, although clearly they're a conservative radio station. Now, I'm not saying conservatives can't be funny. We can. I am on occasion. But if you're by definition a conservative talk radio station and you have people on who are espousing conservative principles and ideas and having discussions about conservative issues... In the world we're living in at the moment, there's not a whole lot that's funny. So I found the question curious, but I also found it not uncommon because I have spent a lifetime getting feedback about dumbing down what I do, which I've always found interesting. I have had people read drafts of books that I've written and said to me, You know, it's really good, Carol, but you should try to dumb it down or in so many words, make it more palatable to the average person. And my position has always been, which is why I named the podcast Think for Yourself, is that we're all meant to be individuals and we're not meant to try to be accepted by the most amount of people. We're supposed to be authentic in who we are and the people who appreciate that, great. And the people who don't, great because that's what life is about. It's about choice. We all get to make it, whether it's making it about ourselves or it's making it about what we choose to surround ourselves with. So I kept thinking about, is she funny? We get almost all of our medications from China. That's where they're made. Recently, it's been determined that what China's been doing is instead of prescriptions that are supposed to be Zantax, medications manufactured that are supposed to be Xanax, or let's say other mood-altering tranquilizers, uh, anti-stress medication. China's been putting fentanyl in these medications and then shipping them to the United States, but also China is a major supplier of the fentanyl that's coming in through our completely open, unprotected border. 
such that in the last 12 months, 100,000 people have died of fentanyl overdose in this country. First time ever that statistic has been what it is, 100,000 in 12 months. It is, in fact, overdosing the single greatest cause of death between ages 18 and 45 currently in the United States. It's not heart attack. It's not cancer. It's not any other fatal disease. It's overdosing of fentanyl. So am I funny? Selena Zito is a wonderful journalist because what she does is she actually travels around the country and goes to small cities and interviews actual people who are struggling with issues that many of us struggle with. Recently, she was in Somerset County in, I think Somerset is Western Pennsylvania, and she interviewed a recovering addict named Andrew Ayers, who, although the story is very interesting and you can find it yourself on the web, the particular interview that she did with him, he moved away from the city where he was addicted because he had to get away from the opportunity to continue to do drugs. And a friend of his gave him a home and a job up in Somerset County where Andrew Ayers has been able to recover and stay a recovering addict. But there was a a quote from him in her article that is this, quote, Odd as it may sound, people find it easier to self-medicate, to ease their pain, or adjust their mood swings, than to talk about what is at the root of it, end quote. And so that's part of our national problem and part of what's missing from our national dialogue, which is we first medicate. We don't first try to get at root causes, and we don't try to deal with those root causes. We treat symptoms. And this isn't new because... Years ago, and I've talked about this on several podcasts, I tried to commit suicide at age 24, and I did it with prescription medication that had been given to me by my family physician because I had been stressed and I had been depressed, and they gave me Valium, they gave me Elevil, which is amitriptyline, an antidepressant, and on the night that I decided to kill myself, or attempt to, I went home and took all the Elevil and all the Valium in the bottles that I had and nearly died. So am I funny? John Durham, who's the special prosecutor who has been looking into the alleged Russia collusion between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, has determined and as late as yesterday filed with the court a document that calls it a conspiracy, not an internet conspiracy. By legal definition, he names as co-conspirators a member of the Perkins Coy law firm, an employee of the Perkins Coy law firm who lied to the FBI that he was not representing a particular client when in fact he was representing Hillary Clinton when he fed false information to the FBI about Donald Trump. We have emails from Hunter Biden recently reveal that he and his partner, Devin Archer, had talked about trying to buy off one oligarch on each side of the Russian-Ukraine conflict back in 2014 when Russia first invaded the western part of Ukraine. So he was going to play both sides against the middle, and that's documented in an email. There's also now appears to be a connection documented in an email between Hunter Biden and the biolabs they're now talking about existing in Ukraine. 
and that maybe we were doing, again, gain-of-function research, and that Hunter Biden was profiting off of that. Am I funny? Over the weekend on Sunday, there was a mass shooting in Sacramento, Northern California. I think 18 people were injured. I think 16 people died. The assailant was a black individual who had been sentenced to 10 years in prison just three years before, but was paroled in 2021 after serving only three years of a 10-year sentence. His rap sheet was very long prior to the crime he committed in the mass murder incident on Sunday. It was filled with a history of domestic violence and great bodily harm. And he was paroled over the objection of the Sacramento district attorney who argued for his continued incarceration and indicated that if he got out, he would do serious bodily harm. But BLM, Black Lives Matter, and the left are all about reimagining our justice system. And so in places like California, where governors like Gavin Newsom and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation and the Board of Parole Hearings are all in this mindset of reimagining the justice system, which includes letting violent criminals out of a 10-year sentence after serving three years. Am I funny? The question haunts me. It haunts me because I know we're all stressed out. And I know that escapism is what drives people to fentanyl, to Oxycontin, to pornography, to a, a whole host of addictions, to wanting to bury our heads in the sand, because how can you day after day after day be bombarded with news that always borders on the edge of our destruction or our lack of supplies or our financial system collapsing or a pandemic? I get it. I get it. It's a lot. It's stressful. Humor is a release. And we all should have some in our lives, just like we all should have joy in our lives, just the joy and the gratitude of being alive and being given the blessing and the opportunity to be human and be creative and be the best we can be and be in service to one another and to the planet and to all life that's on it. But sometimes, just sometimes in human history, there are things that prioritize or get prioritized or need to get prioritized over those things. And so the sideshows become joy and the sideshow becomes creativity and the sideshow becomes gratitude because much more basic issues that go to the very heart of survival are in front of us. And I believe we're in one of those times. You know, I've referred to it on this show before on the podcast. I talk about that we're in a spiritual battle. And when I say that, what I mean is, and I don't promote any given religion. I don't promote any spiritual path. But what I mean when I say that we're in a spiritual war is that we all have our higher natures and our lower natures. It's the blessing and the curse of being human. And the spiritual war that we're in is us being asked to choose between those two natures, between our highest good and let's call it our lowest common denominator. And our lowest common denominator is war. Our lowest common denominator is everyone for themselves. Our lowest common denominator, you know, I listen to, again, am I funny? 
I listened to Jordan Peterson, the Canadian professor and, wow, what do I call him, phenomenon, who's incredibly bright, who's not necessarily easy to listen to because he's deep and his vocabulary is broad and his thinking is sometimes complex, but he talks about things that matter. So he was interviewing Andy No, G-N-O is his last name, Andy No, he's Asian. If you don't know who he is, he is a journalist who was in the middle of the Antifa riots in Portland and Seattle two summers ago, who goes into these organizations that are extremist organizations of any nature, and he tries to get the inside story, sometimes by keeping his identity somewhat, you know, in the background and his journalism intent not in the forefront. But he was discovered by Antifa during those riots and he was beaten unconscious. He had a brain hemorrhage and he was in the hospital. He's had short-term and long-term deficits as a result of that beating. And because of the threats that he's received as a result of his work, Andy No has had to move out of the United States and he's living in England at the moment. And Jordan Peterson was interviewing him because Andy No has so much integrity that even after being beaten on that occasion and almost dying, and on one other occasion, he still believes that journalism can't be done from a chair. That you, if you want a story and you want to really know what's going on, you have to insert yourself, at, if not in it, at least at the perimeter. You have to be on the ground to know what's happening. And it was a fascinating interview because it was broad and it was deep. And as I said, it wasn't necessarily easy to listen to. And they both acknowledge the stress that the world we're living in creates. But nonetheless, how do you walk away and make believe it isn't happening? How do you get so lost in fentanyl or pornography or whatever your particular escapism is and make believe that you don't have a responsibility, a personal responsibility that not you, that I, that we don't have a personal responsibility to do something, to make a difference, to help turn this around. Again, am I funny? You know, if you want to take opposing viewpoints, look at tribalism and then look at bridge building. Tribalism is where we have all been reduced to, that lowest common denominator of I'm only going to listen to and talk to and think alike with people who see it exactly the way I do. And I'm going to assume that from no other group of people can I get an intelligent or new idea. It's the ultimate separation. And it's living in individual bubbles where everything you say, do, and encounter enforces and reinforces your version of reality. And we're all subject to bias. So we all need a variety of inputs, not just one that reinforces the reality we've already decided is the way it is and is the only way it is. Just as some religions try to tout that their way is the only way, there's no such thing. There are many paths to God and there are many versions of the same incident depending on where you're standing, what your perspective is, and what biases or experience you bring to the table. Bridge building is the opposite of that. Bridge building is finding ways back to one another, finding ways to meet at a place where we can exchange ideas, the battlefield of ideas, 
not the battlefield of guns and high-tech weapons of war and drones. Not that battlefield. The battlefield where intelligent people with different perspectives come together to not only share, but to learn from one another and to do it with an open enough mind that the possibility exists that my enemy could teach me something. That the person I'm so intent on battling may hold a fraction of truth. And if I hear it, it may broaden my own perspective. I have a daughter. She's 29 years old. She's great at critical thinking. I think she's great. Let me take a little credit, partially because I raised her and I'm a lawyer and my brain is wired for critical thinking when it's not being wired for intuitive thinking the other side of me, I'm wired for critical thinking. And so she kind of grew up at the foot of a master, so to speak, I say in all modesty, but it's her nature also. She's very pragmatic. She's very clinical. She's very critical. She looks at things in a much more black and white way than I do. And so she's very good at critical thinking and analysis. She's also pretty fearless. My daughter served in the Israeli army for three years as a combat search and rescue commander. She's pretty fearless. I think in many ways that's what's lacking. What's lacking is critical thinking and fearlessness. And so I'm optimistic for the future because she exists and because there must be others like her who exist in the world. And I'm hoping that they will make a difference. But there's another kind of courage that's needed. And that's in much scarcer supply than physical courage. And that is moral and emotional courage. It's really hard to find. It's what we're all so hungry for. It's why Vladimir Zelensky seems to be such a globally recognized hero and leader, because we want that. But it's really not up to Vladimir Zelensky. It's up to you and it's up to me. It's up to each one of us to step up and to have the courage both physically, which I think we're going to need, but also morally and ethically and emotionally to confront the lies, to confront the the deception and to say escapism is not the answer. It's a path to nowhere. We all know that we've learned the greatest lessons in our lives in moments of adversity. We're in a global moment of adversity. Let's take advantage of that. Let's see it as grist for our mill. Let's see it as a way for us to get stronger and smarter and more moral and more emotionally intelligent and less violent and less tribal. If I could talk to that radio producer from that conservative talk radio station who asked the question, is she funny? I'd say this, maybe someday you and I can get together and have a couple drinks and share some laughter. But in the meantime, the nation is in decline, the culture is in chaos, and Ukraine is on fire. There are questions to be asked, but whether or not I'm funny isn't one of them. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Friday, and until I am... By all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, 
gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.